0: Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen
1: to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Welcome back to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Amanda. I'm Eve. And we are going to start with chicago med today and we're going to be talking about med pd and fire on this episode so me and eve are going to cover med and then maureen will join in on fire and pd in just a little bit so it to like jump right into med i want to talk about dr charles
2: poor dr charles First off,
1: oh my gosh
2: he's having a rough time <laughs>
1: You think, you wouldn't think a therapist would have that hard of a time finding a therapist.
2: You know, I just think it's weird and I don't know, maybe those of you listeners who have been to therapy can tell us what it's really like, but he seems to keep striking out, like they keep giving him all these documents to sign and then this time he just met with, what was she, like the secretary? Like yeah you can get to see the doctor and yeah. he was like you know just have doctor you know wh- whoever call me when he gets a chance and then he's like you know what never mind tell him not to bother <laughs> i mean you-, <laughs> you think that someone like dr charles who's in the profession would have mm-hmm. an easier time finding a therapist
1: so i was thinking the same but- thing but also on the other hand you realize he's Probably way more picky and knowledgeable than the rest of us. So we'd be like, okay, just do whatever they tell us. He's like, no, that's not right. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'd probably walk in and be like, oh, yeah, this is how things are done. Okay. I'd have no idea.
2: Yeah, I don't know any better.
1: Uh, Now I do.
2: (laughs) I mean, I do now because I watch Chicago Med. So that makes me an expert. Of course.
1: (laughs) And all of our 19 years of watching Grey's Anatomy.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: we're pretty knowledgeable in the medical field.
2: Oh yeah. I could perform a surgery. No problem.
1: Oh yeah. Apodectomy. I got it all day. We're good. So anyways, back to, I got to bring up Grace Anatomy in every episode, (laughs) y'all. But you know, Dr. Charles,
2: like if anyone needs someone to talk to, it's him because he's, he's been through the ringer. Like he has this new, um, what is she? She's not an intern. Cuevas, is that her name? Colleague, I know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Her name. Because oh she said in, a, in a, a different episode that she's not, or was it this one? I don't remember. But she said, you know, I'm not an intern or something. So, yeah. I remember what exactly, like, she, it like, maybe she's just new to, Med,
1: I think and so. Charles think, is
2: showing her the ropes or something.
1: I think so. I think she's just supposed to be like maybe his colleague there. Like supposed to just be his. I don't know how to say backup. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, there there has to be different. They can't just be Dr. Charles in one hospital. They 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 have to have yeah. more staff.
2: He can't possibly be the entire psych psych the psychiatric.
1: psychiatric.
2: whatever that word is he can't be the entire psychiatry department i mean yeah as much in you know fantasy land as we wish that were true he does have to have there does have to be other people
1: i mean you never think about it even watching like all the doctors you don't think about the other doctors that are there the 12 hours that they're not there (laughs) you never (laughs) think about them but there are more people so i think she's just new and kind of shadowing him you know, that's that's kind of my takeaway from it. Is she's just learning the hospital, learning Gaffer Gaffney? Gaffney. I don't know why that, that sounds funny? wrong to me right now. Um no,
2: I think that's the name of a, another hospital in the area, is it? Or is it this no, one? No, it's Gaffney. Gaffney. Oh okay. It's
1: G-A-F-F-N-E-Y, Gaffney.
2: They never call they never call it Gaffney, so
1: Mm-mm, they don't.
2: Yeah, I keep forgetting that's the official name. <laughs> um I'm hoping that we get to like her because she and Dr. Charles had, well, do we want to talk about their patient first? Because mm-hmm. we had, because um, we got to see that patient again, that teenager.
1: Mm-hmm. Which we said we thought he was, he'd probably be in future yeah. episodes and
2: he was, he's back. He's back and it wasn't, he was not getting any
1: better. So he was not, and then his dad went down and it was just a huge commotion wasn't that this week was that this week or? yeah yeah his (laughs)
2: dad kind of his dad had some kind of heart thing I don't know I feel like that was I feel like that was really pushed to the side though it was all heart thing it was like he collapsed and then they were like okay we're working on him okay now he's better (laughs) wait we didn't even get to see anything but he might have just
1: had like a panic attack for all we know
2: he could have but oh gosh that poor mother she seemed to be a lot more receptive
1: this time yeah which i think i mean it happening one time i could see you, you kind of questioning really if it's your own child like you don't want to nobody wants their child to be diagnosed with schizophrenia i mean that's nobody's dream you know when they know have- And if it's just been like one occurrence, it would be kind of hard to wrap your head around like it's only happened one time. How are you guys just going to automatically diagnose them with this? But now they're seeing that it's a continuous thing. So they're going to have to give in at some point.
2: Yeah, so I think mom was definitely, I don't know if she's come to accept it, but I think she's definitely more of the mindset that, hey, this isn't. Typical teenage stuff, there's something wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of op- be- becoming a little bit more open minded. Yeah. I mean, it's,
2: well, it's also got to be hard seeing, you know, two doctors who seem to know what they're doing, but have completely different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. Because we've been seeing that Dr. C- Cuevas, I think that's how you say it. Um, yeah she's definitely a big you know by the book kind of doctor Mm -hmm. so she which you know is not Dr. Charles's style he's more (laughs) of a you know get to know them kind of person so I don't know the way it it was very off-putting to me she's just sitting there and she's so clinical about it and I'm like this kid is obviously really uncomfortable I I was like you need to stop and like pay attention lady
1: yeah her bedside manner is horrible in my opinion really if you're in psychiatry like you have to get on people's levels and actually talk to them and not
2: and you have to be able to read the room like he was definitely very paranoid about something and she was not stopping to recognize it and she even told Dr. Charles you know hey it's better not to you know recognize it like I don't know anything about <laughs> psychiatry, but uh, I don't know you and I trust Dr. Charles. So I think he's the one who's correct here.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think somebody's watching through a event, do you think you're really going to like be open to talking to anybody? No. You're going to be like, there's somebody watching me in that event. I'm not saying anything. It's like, no, I'm going to sit there and continue
2: being paranoid until you do something about it. Even mm-hmm. if, you know, a fake something like-
1: it's common sense.
2: I mean, how much does that really, not that I know anything about psychiatry, but how much does that really hurt? Just to say, hey, okay, let's cover the vent. Now no one's watching you. Let's continue. Like, I don't see how much harm that could possibly do.
1: It it wouldn't. And I mean, the way the Dr. Charles handled it, he, he stepped in and just took over, which, I mean, in the professional world, probably wasn't the best thing for him to do i mean that's just kind of like putting the other doctor down which she said you know i'm not an intern now if it was an intern that's kind of different because you're teaching them this woman obviously needs to be taught but professional professional to professional he should have brought her out of the room and you know discussed things with her before just immediately overtaking the patient and being like let's cover up this let's do this Like. I agree with her on that aspect, but at the same time, Dr. Charles is more seasoned and he knows what he's doing. And he was just trying to do the best thing for the patient at the time being. So I'm on Dr. Charles side, but I do see her frustration as well, but they did have like a, a little chat afterwards. And I think I'm hoping she understands where, what, what she did and how she can fix it in the future.
2: Yeah, so hopefully, you know, the two of them can find some kind of common ground and can work together better. Yeah. And I'm still not convinced we've seen the last of that patient either, so.
1: I, I feel think like,
2: so. I feel like we'll be seeing him a lot throughout the season.
1: I think at least for the next couple. At least,
2: yeah, at least for a few episodes, because yeah. he is not okay.
1: Yeah, it's, they... It's one thing I like about med and I don't like about med is because sometimes they will drag in patients episodes after and I'm sorry I do not remember these people when it's been five or six weeks on my end I am not going to remember this one-time character and <laughs> so I want them to go like in order like if we're going to see, keep seeing this patient bring him in every week don't let him disappear for four or five episodes and then bring him back i'm not going to remember him y'all
2: because they've done they also do storylines where they'll have you know patients that a doctor has obviously known from before mm-hmm. and then that leaves me going like oh wait is this from like weeks ago when i just forgot or is this yep. just you know something they you know made up as backstory <laughs> so it's sometimes hard to know what's backstory and what you're actually supposed
1: to remember yeah absolutely so to kind of we're going to get a little bit backwards but i wanted to say it like this the charles dr charles and sharon had a very mini conversation at the very beginning where he's well after he was a interviewing with the secretary of the therapist as i like to call it he was talking to Sharon about this assembly line mentality which is a problem in the medical field because we are like we've
2: said on the I I know we said this on the resident the other day it's Mm -hmm. something in all of our shows all of our medical dramas yes so it's definitely a real life issue
1: it is and I the problem is doing a tv show I don't know how they're gonna Wrap it up without it actually wrapping up in real life. So is this just going to be a continuous thing? Again, like I said in the resident the other night, I don't want all of our real world problems to be dragged into my fantasy shows. Mentioned, yes. Does it? Does it? Does every single story need to be hung on it? No. And that—that's where I get cranky (laughs) i'm trying to think of the right word cranky when they keep bringing it up but it is a problem in the real world it does need to be talked about it does need to be fixed but not not for the whole season not for the whole season let's let's we don't need
2: another we don't need
1: another covid season let's just
2: talk about for a couple episodes and move on but um in that conversation too and i missed it i saw um in a different um one chicago group people were talking about this so then i was like i don't remember that part of the conversation so i had to go back but they briefly explained maggie's absence
1: yes they did i i, I caught on because i think we mentioned it last week in real life the actress is battling cancer right now so this week maggie and ben are on their honeymoon I don't know how often she is gonna be in the show this season.
2: Well, Um, if they're writing her off by saying she's on her honeymoon, I'm it's not like she can take a break from her honeymoon and come back. So my understanding is probably that she'll be gone for for a little while.
1: Well, usually a honeymoon lasts a week. I mean. Well, I mean, this is TV time, though. In all reality, (laughs) but TV time, I don't know, like will they will something else come up will her cancer come back come back in real life i feel like or will something happen with ben and she has to be with him who knows something i don't so i don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna do that but all my will wishes just to the actress and her family during this time and i hope she gets the time off that she needs and deserves yeah, and we
2: miss maggie a lot though she's one of my
1: favorites absolutely love maggie and i will miss her while she's gone and hopefully she does come back after she's healed i just hope she gives her time gives herself time to rest and recoup and doesn't come back too quickly yeah absolutely i'd rather she needs to take care of herself first before chicago met yep
2: so speaking of supply chain issues Mm -hmm. obviously we have one person at med who is very (laughs) distraught by this whole nonsense and obviously it's will (laughs) who would have predicted that but you know what will being mad about something never sorry Jeanette. (laughs) okay i i love will just so everybody knows (laughs) But he um gosh, he likes what drama it, what is it that Sharon called wild like wild west
1: um wild west tactics
2: yeah, wild, your wild west tactics, I was sitting there <laughs> laughing, I'm like, I'm so sorry, this isn't that funny <laughs> but, um but it's true, but it really i mean this the, these supply chain issues or what whatever these new procedures that Sharon's having to put in place really had an effect on Will's patient. Mm -hmm. So we had this MRSA patient come in. She was all, you know, ready to go on her adventure. She sounds like a traveler. And remember they, their plan of action was let's do this medication. Yes. But automatically she's, unfortunately she's allergic and then the the I guess the backup meds is the one that had the problem where, mm-hmm. was saying you know you need to do, A B C D medic you know treatment before we can even consider releasing this yeah, and I guess the other treatment that Sharon was talking about could have resulted in this woman losing her foot or her leg or something,
1: yeah, or I guess it was her foot yeah, yeah because they mean they couldn't give her. The meds that she needed they pretty much just wanted to clean it out and see if it would get better by that when doing that rather than giving her the medication that she needed
2: I mean obviously Will was not pleased with that because I mean what doctor would but especially Will I mean when it comes to his patients he's like he does not give up but he made me really nervous this week with what he was I was like I don't know what he's doing, but something bad will happen because it oh, sounds know. like what he did was he went ahead with the drug that didn't have supply chain issues, but the patient was allergic to them. So I guess he was doping her up with um, I don't want to say antihistamines, but you know, other drugs that would help, you know, mm-hmm. relieve the. Symptom like her her allergic reactions or something, yeah. Went ahead and gave her the medication anyway. And uh, I don't know, Will Halstead made me nervous this week. That was scary because she did,
1: but what else was he supposed to do? I mean,
2: that's true. I mean, his other option was to let his patient lose her leg, and she did not seem like the kind of person who would be, you know, okay with that. So,
1: no, and I mean, like they had made it kind of a Parent, whenever she said last time i had taken this i would got hives not not to like put it down at all but if it's losing my leg or getting hives i'd rather have the hives and i mean you're in a hospital they can pump you full of the antihistamines to counteract the allergic reaction so i think he did exactly what he needed to do and i didn't really even blink when he did it yeah <laughs> And the patient was on board with it. She was like, yeah, let's do this. And she was
2: really thankful. But uh, there was Sharon, who, of course, was not uh, terribly thankful at all. So, but I feel like that's their relationship. Will and Sharon always have to kind of be at each other because of his uh, Wild West uh, tactics.
1: (laughs) She cracked me up with that
2: like we can't be treating the ed like the wild west
1: <laughs> well sometimes you do if you're short on medications and you have to jump all these through these hoops and i mean it kind of is and you know what sharon
2: you origin you fired well you hired him back you know who he is yeah you knew what you were getting yourself into when you hired him back so absolutely i don't know what she's complaining about so much Sorry that I saved the patient without um, having to remove her leg.
1: Exactly. My bad. I think, I think she's just used to yelling at about everything now, but this was actually one time that I agreed with, well, not the one time, but this was the time that I agreed with Will with what he did and whenever he was, you know, whining and complaining about medication not being available and having to clean it out instead of you know going through all the hoops to find the medication and all that it was i kind of agreed with him more on this one than things that he's whined about in the past this
2: this was a much easier thing to agree with him on than other things like you know ignoring someone's d um dnr so so many yeah so many acronyms i can't keep them in place but like <laughs> when he well, yeah when he didn't um when, when he threw out a dnr i mean that i was like Shh. yeah but like I this i was like well the patient's fine she agreed to the treatment she didn't lose her leg
1: Everything everyone's happy in
2: peachy keen except for sharon
1: uh she was mad i don't know i don't know she, she needs to like, get over herself right now she has Sharon, procedures
2: though. she has procedures she has to follow, so I can exactly get why she was upset. Speaking of being upset, mm-hmm. um, I know we were kind of confused about what was going to happen with Vanessa and Crockett, yeah, because we were like, we thought that was done, but it turned out to not be a personal thing.
1: yeah, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're working together right they have this patient this week that they were working with sam i'm sure i was just sitting here trying to think of his actual last name um, um abrams abrams thank yeah. you that was just gonna bother me but in this case
2: i was 100 on his side like crockett screwed up big time this week
1: <sighs> he did he did and-, and crockett i love you but you you need to start making better decisions I mean, he does obviously the whole thing with this patient's was his numbers were i think were too low another treatment was suggested but it would obviously result him in not being able to walk anymore right i feel like crockett just went through this almost with um and the, the other lady i could never remember her name transplant um transplant doctor yeah I I don't know
2: her name. Transplant (laughs) daughter.
1: But I feel like he just like made this huge, not mistake with her because I think he I think he ended up making the right decision despite everybody else's. I mean, there was
2: right or wrong decision in that exactly.
1: People are just mad about it, but I feel like he just went through all this and now he's has this patient who he's pretty much screwed up again. So the whole Crockett world right now is not blooming and he needs to step it up next week.
2: I mean, he's always been, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's always been pretty cocky, but he's never been full on rebellious and he's getting more and more, you know, wild west, as Sharon puts it. As the weeks go on, because he, I guess it turned out he, what was it he did exactly? I know he did something to make it so that he was ready for surgery. And then Sam went ahead and did the surgery, but because, mm-hmm. you know, Sam is, you know, Sam and yeah. he's not a dumb guy. He, he, figured caught out, it. Like, he caught it. But the best part was that he called Vanessa out on it, who... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's the one good thing Crockett did this week was not tell Vanessa because she could have gotten in huge trouble too.
1: Yep. But I'm grateful he didn't. Because I think Vanessa would have gone along with it and she would have gotten in a lot more trouble.
2: Oh yeah. And she was sitting there like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, because, you know, so much medical stuff happens. Sometimes I don't follow every single second. Yeah. At that point, I was like, oh God, what did he
1: do? I was too I had to
2: because you know if Vanessa knew if Vanessa knew about this and she got in trouble do mm-hmm. you think she still would have been pissed at
1: Crockett I think if she was a part of the decision she wouldn't have been but also I'm glad that she wasn't part of the decision because then she's not a part of the punishment so um, oh, yeah. she was but- uh, not terribly pleased with him at all yeah I mean it i i completely agree with her crockett should not have done what he did and i'm glad that dr abrams did catch it and called him on it because i feel like if he just keeps getting away with stuff like this if he kept doing stuff like this and kept getting away with stuff like this and nobody called him out then he would just continue to break the rules and be rebellious and I don't know what I don't know what he's trying to do right now prove himself he's
2: not like he is not um like Sam is not Crockett's biggest fan right now because you know they butted heads last um the episode before this too yeah which you know that really wasn't anyone's particular fault but I mean the two of them are not getting along this season I mean even though I am happy to see a lot more of Sam because we don't usually get to see him too much
1: yeah Speaking of secrets of medicine, Ethan's patient (laughs) this week kept a very big, big secret.
2: See, I do not get it. Like the one person in the entire world you should never lie to is your doctor. Because (laughs) lying to them, like we saw in this episode,
1: causes problems. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason they ask questions Why they ask questions. Like, they're not there to judge you. Like, they're not going to say, you're an addict? Like, no. No, they'll literally be like, okay, and they'll write it down, and then they'll move on with their other Like, questions. well, I'm like glad they you just,
2: told me, because this other treatment I was thinking of definitely would have killed you.
1: Yeah, it's very important to be honest with your doctor. I mean, they're that's what they're there for. If it's one person in your life you tell the truth to, it's going to be your doctor. But- as we know, a lot of people lie to their doctors because they don't want to admit that the things that they're doing, and they don't want to be judged. All right. So, Liza is Ethan's patient who comes in for treatment. She's pregnant, and does she? I can't remember now. Does she say she's an addict before she's pregnant, or she's pregnant? No, after she's
2: that addict? didn't come out. No, that the her being an addict didn't come out until the end. That's right. But I figured that she could, I figured that she might be an addict from the very beginning because oh, she flipped yeah. out when she, because obviously she said she was pregnant, so they needed an OB and she flipped out when she saw Hannah coming at her. I was like, Ooh, I bet she's an addict too. And that's, I mean, that was what, my immediate thought. Yeah. That was my immediate reaction was, Oh, she has to be an addict too, because how else would she know about Hannah? Mm-hmm. So yeah. She flipped out and she demanded another doctor, which, you know, as the patient, you know, it's her right to refuse treatment from anyone who makes her uncomfortable.
1: And I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, I might seem so judgy for saying this, but I don't blame her. And I think I would have done the same thing. I mean, if you, if you know somebody, if you're in AA with somebody and they're your doctor, and you've heard all the things that they've gone through not only in the past but more recent so in the past you don't want them to be in charge of your baby's life even though she's not making the best decisions herself that's her right and i don't i didn't blame her for it i kind of went okay (laughs) yeah and just kind of went on
2: I was kind of disappointed. Well, Hannah didn't know. She didn't know who it was. Yeah. But she was really pissed at Ethan for calling someone else. I I don't know. We're in a hospital. Our your job is to save lives. This is not personal.
1: Yeah, Yeah. we're not in high school.
2: We can't be walking around (laughs) getting mad at everyone for hurting our feelings.
1: No. And (laughs) it wasn't even Ethan who hurt his feelings. This patient said they did not want her. as a doctor what else are you supposed to do
2: and he approached it really and ethan approached it really well too yeah like hey sorry it was an accident she walked away no harm no foul except until later (laughs) she needs to get over herself but yeah then it became important for hannah to have to um treat her because there, there was, was no, no other I
1: mean, there was so, nobody else at
2: if the time. you're going to be picky about who you want
1: to treat you make sure you tell the truth yeah i mean she was going through withdrawals that's a whole other thing than what she was coming in for
2: yeah their whole treatment plan would have been completely different if yes. she said i'm an addict and i just quit cold turkey i mean ethan would have been like "Oh, okay." So that
1: changes this complete course of action. Yep. Absolutely. So that wasn't, that was sadly, people are just scared and uninformed. So, as much as I want to say that's Liza's fault, and, you know, I'm sorry what she had to go through. But on the other hand, a lot of people are scared of telling their doctors the truth. And that's because doctors can get judgy sometimes which is not part of their job sadly i mean just it's not you can't judge somebody and then expect them to tell you the truth that's not how human nature works
2: that's not how the world works have you can you tell i've been burned
0: by some doctors not
2: at all
1: Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) oh i have but next week looks pretty intense did you watch the preview i
2: I did watch the preview and i watched it several times trying to figure out exactly what the emergency was because it said like med goes underground or something but it looked Mm -hmm. like it was like a plane that had crashed i don't know to me it looked like an airplane like just the inside
1: i don't know it says a building collapse
2: I put yeah I put building collapse in the notes just because I had no idea no idea what else to say about it Mm -hmm. but from what I saw like when from what I saw when he was with the patient it looked too nice yeah to be a building collapse so I'm thinking that the patient was just stuck somewhere
1: that or maybe it was like a basement like underground could be the building collapse and there's still like a basement or something because I think that happens sometimes but
2: it is Crockett jumping in to save the day so hopefully you know Crockett's about to turn things back around
1: he needs to come back
2: he does otherwise this is going to be a long season for Crockett very long get yourself together Crockett (laughs) hopefully next uh, episode is your time
1: I hope so I'm excited for next Wednesday now I need some action
2: yeah it'll be a fun one for sure
1: yay all right, well, I think that's it for med, so we will welcome Maureen in and join in on fire next Look, she came in right on time. my
2: heart like is she was pounding. listening to us weird. my heart is pounding right now. I really do not want to talk about fire, <laughs> but I'm glad that Maureen gave that topic to herself because
1: um. It's and- I'm not doing it. <laughs> all right. So what's what's really great about Fire is that they continue to bring all the aspects of a fire department. It focuses on one house, but within that, they work within the entire department, even how they work with other teams, like for instance, PD. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it, I will say it does make me a little sad whenever I know they're working with the police department and it's not people from Twenty First District. I can bother space.
2: I get very upset. I'm like, yes. well, I'm like, well, what's wrong with Kim? Is she busy or something? Right? <laughs> what is the point of having a Chicago PD if you're not going to put them in all your PD people for all the other shows? Because clearly yep. the 21st district is the only district that can possibly exist in the city of Chicago. Exactly. They're the
1: only ones yeah. who can get the job done in all of Chicago is the 21st district. I feel, I feel like frustrated you. whenever they bring people to med and then you don't see anybody from med, yeah, you know, you're like, right? Where is not people? violent. Like, who are you? like who are these that's posers pretty, like where's pretty. where's Ethan and all those
2: people
0: but we did meet Prima I actually had to look up his name because I forgot that was the name. we met him last week that was the guy who said to Severide at the end of episode two or was it the end of episode one where he said you just lost a very valuable friend like oh
2: I think I it was episode one. One. I think one, I think one. it was episode one because that's when Severide was still dealing with the whole aftermath of the yeah um that whole thing the whole the drug, drug thing. dealer <laughs> only Severide can get locked into a storyline like that that's true
0: <laughs> and so like when he first said that at first i was thinking are you going to actively like go against him now or are you just not going to help him out but well, we found on this episode it's that he's going to refuse to work with him who he's the only person basically it that we see in the chicago fire department who's able to handle these kind of cases and to step out for fire and ha- solve these things
2: that was i i don't know maybe i'm missing something but i thought that was such a childish thing of prima to do it's like yeah. i'm not working with this guy. it's like well you know what that's too bad because he's really good at his job mm-hmm. and he's gonna help you solve this case
0: so you need to suck it up yeah mm-hmm. he's and in fact over so it. good at the investigative stuff that they his what is the name of the guy who runs fire investigation now because he was in this episode. What is his name? Oh, Lord. oh gosh. I know his face. I, Does that help? You, I have no, no idea. <laughs> well, he even in last season, he had to say, Severide stop doing this. I'm not. And then when he left, he's like, I'm not sad to see you go. Because yeah. he kept pulling up old case files and actually solving them. So, I mean, to refuse to work with someone who is, has a reputation for being amazing at this, and you're refusing to work with him because- he burned your CI, he didn't even harm this officer. He just got his CI burned, that's it. it yeah, it, it was insane. And Severide I did point that out. He just say, well, fine, you know, it's, anything you could get through this, I was gonna figure it out, but if you don't wanna work with me because of a stupid personal vendetta, then fine.
2: Yeah. And, and then, then he kind yeah. of, I loved his kind of, you know, attitude where he was like, by the way, and then he spit out like four possible options. I'm like, yep. he looked at that thing for like five seconds. Right?
1: It's like
2: do It's like, do you want to work with him? And, and then he was like, but you know, that's too bad that you'll never know because you don't want to work with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I applauded. <laughs> <laughs> Did I you stand up? Was it a stand-up applaud? <laughs> no, I'm I'm too lazy for that much, but I definitely <laughs> laughed. <laughs> you speak a lot of truth there. I feel
0: I snapped that my thinking. fingers. <laughs> Snaps <laughs> for Kelly. <laughs> I do like that... <laughs> That when uh, he said, well, fine, you know, go ahead and look at it. Severide, was just kind of like, and then he walked in and was like, obviously, obviously you need me. And I just, I like what I like about Severide because I didn't like him at first. It took me a good two, maybe three seasons to like Severide. And it took me another couple of seasons to love Severide. But Mm -hmm. why I love him is because first of all, he's phenomenal at what he does. Like phenomenal, like a a ridiculous amount of phenomenal, Mm -hmm. but he's not arrogant he just knows i'm good at this 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 is just what it is he's usually right exactly it's just this is who i am i this is how i am and this is just what it is this is the situation he doesn't throw it in anybody's face he even like last week with Cruz, he didn't throw anybody's face and that's what i like about severed he didn't he could have thrown it back in that in that cop's face and he didn't Mm -hmm. he went in there he did the work and i like when he went up to he went into bowden's office and he just slowly propped the file up in his face
1: was like yes go (laughs) (laughs) he just knows now
2: (laughs) yeah what i love about sevride and i know we talked about this a little in med with you know dr abrams where you know sevride he's not like he doesn't play up his own abilities Mm -hmm. it's always uh, it's always other people who are talking about how great he is and he's just like oh yeah yeah okay Yeah. yeah sure but he never talks about himself that way which is good
1: (laughs) which I love because if he did that I think we would all have a different um perspective of Kelly
0: (laughs) and that's what I thought it was going to be when I watched the first season because you know the first very first episode is their friend died and then Severide punishes Casey for it over and over again and I was like seriously this is the this is the guy you're going to be are you for real but he he's not that guy and so He's just good at what he does. And he, I like, I do like watching him do the investigative stuff on fire. I, I really, because it's just fun. It makes it the puzzle because, you know, in PD, you have this where you have to follow these clues and find these traces. We don't get that a lot on fire. We get a lot of the relational stuff on fire. We get a lot of uh, the occasional fire investigation stuff, but it's fun to have that puzzle. And I think Severide brings that. So he did that and he was smart enough to realize, and I don't know how, like, obviously it's written. This isn't a real person. I understand that. But it's crazy to think that he has all these cases in his memory. Like, yeah. Oh, I remember we did this two years ago. How? how? How do you remember from two years ago? I can't remember this morning. Like, how do you do that?
2: He's got a nice little
0: file cabinet up in that frame of his. <laughs> he he does, does somehow. I wish I had that. Name. <laughs> and even when he reached yeah, out I- to the guy who ran fire <laughs> investigation, he brought in stacks of these cases and severed like, I just meant like an email, man. You didn't have to bring all that in there. <laughs> Probably because he has it all in his own head already. He doesn't need the stacks of case files.
1: Yep,
2: exactly. Like I don't need to read that. I remember it all. Just email me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this could have been an email.
0: <laughs> I will say that the way they found the guy, like the whole process of finding him was really interesting to me. I thought it was really well done. When they finally mm-hmm. found the guy, I was like, is it usually that easy though? Usually, I mean, no.
2: Usually, f- investigations involving arson or any kind of fire, just in general, don't those generally take like a long, long, long time to investigate and Typically. solve and get anything
0: out of it? And I think it's crazy that this guy, Severine, was called on to be the fire specialist. And, you know, they agreed to work together, obviously. But is doing police investigative work. He's not doing arson investigative work. He's like finding out what the what the similarities are, what the connection is. He's tracking down people. Like he's doing the policeman's job. In fact, well, I mean, Severide found the guy.
2: Well, obviously yeah. that policeman is not uh, good at his job because he's not um, intelligent, so. Exactly,
0: he's not from the 21st district. He's not Ruzik or oh, Jay or Kevin. He's not any of those people. So we'll talk I, did, about later. <laughs> I did think it was the scene where they found him felt a little forced, I thought. But I, I did like that storyline. I watched, I like watching Severide do that. And I like watching Severide do, not because, ooh, Severide, that's not why. I just like watching him get physical because <laughs> and, and that's the same, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I just mean like, Stop I like <laughs> what even Stella or even, it doesn't matter anybody on the show. I like watching them like really get into their work. And Severi, like, he took that guy down and he was, like, punching the gun and then he was kneeling on his back and he had, like, it just, I like watching, I think that's more exciting. And I like yeah. watching, I like that half, play, watching that play out. I just felt, like, how the guy saw them and he immediately ran, like, dude, make it a little harder to figure out that it's you.
1: No. <laughs> that was the easiest case ever. <laughs> he made it easy. Ease. He made it easy and quick. Yeah. <laughs> I wish every case could be like that.
2: If only all criminals could, you know, be as the accommodating. Come <laughs> on, guys, get it together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Severite, he usually has a pretty even keel, a pretty level head. And I think that even in this episode, he had opportunities to lose it. And like when Stella, when she got a little crazy, he could have lost it, but he didn't. He kept a level head with her. Okay. My girl has
1: a lot of hate on her this week, and I, I gave her here. to you as a as a gift. I saw that, and I'm grateful for it because was was she a little pushy? Maybe, yeah. But on the other hand, I do think she deserved an office. Just like I also agreed with Herman whenever he didn't have an office when he was lieutenant, I thought he should have had an office too, and he. I mean, he he caught the place on fire trying to make an office for himself.
2: It's like, yeah, C- Bowden, have you not learned anything? When you don't give people an office, you know,
1: the they burn it down. down.
2: <laughs> the house <laughs> burns down. So I didn't like how she played the the woman card. That was the only part I didn't like. But she does deserve an office.
1: Why she does it all the time? I mean, that's why everybody usually likes her. It's because what I does- like about her. But she always does play the woman card she always she? has girls against fire i don't feel I like she encourages like- women but i don't think she usually
0: plays the card to get her way though i don't think the yeah. i don't think she's played the card as
2: much as she has this season she's been playing it like over and over and over again
1: i mean she yes did she annoy me a little bit she did this episode but i still have to defend your girl take up i guess yeah thank you i still have to defend her because I she's was, she does deserve an office mm. and I think she was just more pushy than Herman was to me, I love how she was I think
0: Herman was pretty pushy but I think she thought she just deserved it I, I do, think
1: Bowdoin's more scared of a woman
2: or just <laughs> Stella in general I mean <laughs> I, think, I do love how she was just measuring out like his office <laughs> when she was said, talking like, with guy, like, um, <laughs> what are you doing and she was like I estimate this to be, you know, so and so square feet. And he's just like, yeah.
1: Well, uh, no, at
0: first she was like, well, I'm just talking about this. And he was like, no. <laughs> what is that?
1: That part did make me laugh. I was like, well, I, that might work. She can like half of his half his office. I mean, and I they're, mean, married they're married, married anyway. I, <laughs> I didn't see, see I, any issue. Why don't they share an I office? I thought that would
0: work. But here's the thing: like, I love Stella Kitt. I love her. I think she's phenomenal. What I don't like is I don't like what they wrote her as, as a lieutenant. Yeah. Because she commanded respect before she was a lieutenant because of who she was. We talked about this on last week's podcast a little bit, but Stella commands respect because she's amazing at what she does. She is fearless. She's bold and she is a leader. That is just who that character is. She commands respect that way. But the way they wrote her as a lieutenant is almost like she had to be this witchy sort of person, this mean spirited, like, it's my way or the highway when she came to separate about poaching Gallo, like who do you think you are and that's yeah. but they wrote her that way because they it's like they feel like women to get ahead had to be this way and they i wish that there would be a show that would write her just keep her as she is leave yeah. her the leader she already was why do you have to change her while she leads but i didn't i think that it should be based on seniority there are two offices in that firehouse so the two senior officers get it she is a new lieutenant she does not have the right to have an office. Just like Herman didn't until Casey left. Did Herman try to wake one? Yes. Did he, he didn't ask permission though because Bowden refused him at every turn. So he was like, I'm going to do this on my own. Then Stella didn't stop until she got up. Okay. You get out of an office. And I thought that Bowden should have stuck to his guns a little more like, really,
1: really? He always gives in to her though. Oh, I mean, that's, that's just been like an ongoing thing since the beginning. He's always given in to her so much easier than he has any of the guys. I hate that it's and I don't feel like it's just because she's female I think it's I think he loves Stella like a daughter and I think um, it's kind of a known thing men daddies usually spoil their daughters and I feel like that's how Bowden. a lot of the times is with Stella is he it's not right of him to do by any means don't get me wrong about that Mm -hmm. but he does give her a lot more than he would give any of the other guys in the For sure in the station I mean he just does he always has though that's oh, that's been an ongoing thing that's why I wasn't I I didn't even realize people were mad at her until I was like looking into the Facebook groups later on like I throughout this episode watching this episode I never one time got frustrated with her oh, I, did I, I I never did because this is how it's always been since the beginning to me she's always been pushy about what she wants and that's because I don't know why it's because, because I, I don't think she wants this to her way
0: though. I think See, what she became, I she's always wanted what she wanted that's true but she used to be respectful of other people's opinions before she no longer is now it's her way or the highway and mm-hmm. she used to I mean she fought for what she wanted she's always been that way you're absolutely right she's always fought for, she, for what she wanted but she used to be respectful and caring of what the people around her also felt and how they felt and considering how it would affect them. And now she's not at all. Now it's, I want what I want. I get what I want and everyone else be damned. And I don't think that's the right attitude. I think she was great
1: before they did this to her. I agree with that. I do agree with that. She has, she has changed a little bit this season. I see it now that you're saying it. And it's
0: because that's how they, and I really think it's because they think that that's what a woman is supposed to do to get ahead. And I think it's a disservice. I also think that's why Bowden gives into her a lot. I think because that's how they wrote it of, yeah. well, she's this she's this witchy person and she, because she's a, I keep saying witchy, but it's not the word that's appearing in my head because she's this B word of a person, Bowden's mm-hmm. going to give into her. That's what you
1: got to do, ladies. That's what you have to do if you're a woman. No, write <laughs> women better. Yeah, if you write women better and they're more clearly on the screen of not how they are writing her, it would be, hopefully make a difference in the world mm-hmm. at some point if shows keep writing women right but a lot of the times it's male writers writing women's parts and sadly it's totally misconstrued mm-hmm. I agree it really is and it's Oh, well, maybe we need to be hired to write for um
0: yes Chicago. we hey we are willing really, <laughs> we'll help you out man we, we're and we we
2: don't don't wait, I, maybe. all right and by we, I mean Maureen, because I'm not a writer. I'll take
1: that. <laughs> yes, I'm right here. You. Got- I'll throw in my ideas. <laughs> yes, Amanda okay. will fly.
2: She'll come hang out. <laughs> Dick Wolf, you heard it here. Maureen is putting her <laughs> name in the, the the running for you know as a new writer.
0: And I think <laughs> I like that conversation that Herman and Sevred have with her because I think like I like seeing her around the other lieutenants when she's like that. I don't like seeing her come at the other lieutenants because I don't think that's really who Stella Kidd is. But I don't know why I can't say her name without saying her last name all of a sudden. But (laughs) I like that conversation that she had with Herman and Severide, where Herman's like, I didn't have an office for five years. You've been a lieutenant for a few months. And Severide's like, you're absolutely right, Herman. You don't understand marriage at all, do you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That part did make me laugh.
0: So I like- I like the lighter versions of Stella when she's still being Stella and she's still being like, no, I want this. I deserve this. But she's not walking all over people. That's the Stella that I fell in love with and that's the Stella that I love. But I mean, it did, of course it did give us the ability to see Cap and Tony. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. They're
2: carving that that darn w- washing me. But no, as soon as Bowden said, okay, to her having the laundry room, I was like, well, what are they going to do with the washer yep. and dryer of course what they were going to do with it was just make cap and tony
1: deal with it i <laughs> well, like how she goes to Severide, Severide just nope. immediately assigns cap and tony you guys go to move the washer dryer to like where or you, or you can do drills until the sun goes down <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: moving to the briefing room and Bones just like no no you're not <laughs> and then they start moving it towards where they sleep and just yells out no <laughs> of course it's herman who gets the, the raw end of the deal again that man he's always always the sacrificial lamb
1: I okay. did i really really hard
0: when i saw it in the shower i laughed really hard
1: did any is anybody else concerned though that they plugged in the washer and dryer Extreme inside the moment. shower? <laughs> i have
0: a question although they didn't turn they hooked it up to the water supply they didn't like have water in there go ahead don't
2: you need to have very specific like hookups and everything in order to put the a washer and dryer like in that spot like don't doesn't it have to be in a specific spot or at least rig it. The, yeah but i i don't think they actually i don't know if they actually rigged it it was like rocking back and forth in that shower there i was like at first yeah. I said, I can't believe they did that. But then I said, you know what? Never mind. It I can. Tony. <laughs> where else do you want them to put it? <laughs> I was like, these poor guys are going to be carding these machines all over the gosh darn house. Yes. They
1: put them in for- like in the fire bay, like where they're tape like by their table or like, you know, somewhere right? stuck back there or like where they, they put all their turnout coats. Probably because I would have to move squad three's table. <laughs> well like even in that room you know where they have like yeah. all their like turnout gear and everything oh yeah it's like true, the turn- yeah. You've, like <laughs> but that's that's all their stuff's in there i would think that would be a better place for the washer and dryer rather than the shower yeah Put the dryer and a shower <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe- <laughs> almost <laughs> anything is better than the shower <laughs> that. to be fair i
2: don't think anyone was in the bathroom to tell them no that's exactly so that's what it was why
0: they eventually did that that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and I didn't, the one thing I didn't like about Bowden this episode was when he was talking to Carver. Like, it all, did anyone else feel like he was trying to get Carver to say something bad about Stella? Like, to say it wasn't working out kind of thing? Because it was just, I know that he loves Stella. I know he loves his people. He would never do something wrong to his people. I know that. But just the way he asked Carver about Stella and how it was going under her, it felt like at first, okay, I get it because Stella expressed doubt. But yeah, when he kept I think- pushing, it, it felt weird.
1: I just feel like he wants to make sure that he. I think he knows how Stella can be, and I want to make. I think he wants to make sure that she is treating Carver how he should be treated. Yeah, that makes sense. And not how Stella pretty much made it clear to Bowden how she was going to treat him. You know, I think he was just pushing and making sure that he. You know, Carver's not like oh no 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 she's fine and just dealing with Stella being the butt head to him. That's true. I think that I, that's how I took it at least. Cause he did seem
0: a little surprised when Carver didn't say anything, but good things about her.
1: Yeah. I mean, but she has, she hasn't been that evil to him. She's been pretty, she was fantastic to him. I mean, she, the
0: only yeah. thing she did was don't lie to me or you're, there's no place on her truck. But I mean, that's a, I think that's a reasonable thing to say. Yeah. Not about that situation, but I think in general, that's a reasonable thing to expect from your people.
1: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even blink at that. I'm just, I'm used to it almost this, this time but i mean she ended up getting her office and it looked nice it did (laughs) looked real nice i liked it what okay i did have one other thing that kind of irritated me with this whole Mm storyline whatever happened to the office where they had like the girls locker like the girls uh, lounge so why didn't (laughs) she just take that (laughs) i
2: think that was just such a remember that turned into such an epic failure i think it made bowden never want to give that office to anyone ever again
0: because he did give that office to herman at first and then it didn't work out with herman he had to kick him out and then he gave it to the girls lounge and that didn't work out and then he gave it to that last lieutenant and they found something in the wall in the wall
2: (laughs) i think that office is just cursed you know (laughs) if if yeah we're really getting down to it so they just kept it in storage
1: So well, put the washing dryer in there, right? Well, no, I
0: don't. Bowden would allow that either because it can get noisy.
1: Oh, it's, I guess it is right by him. Bolton's very <laughs> particular about his spaces. Well, I don't blame him. Yeah. Particular about my spaces too. In my space, I just had a flashback to my first social media account. <laughs> Me too. We also did see. Stella making Carver a part of the 51 family last week and we get to see that their atmosphere play out a little bit with Brett and Violet which I kind of enjoyed their little banter back and forth with each other this yeah. week
2: was it this week when Violet made her that I don't know she made her something like something <laughs> <laughs> like, I made this for you and then Brett was like oh am I supposed Supposed to eat this. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> oh no,
0: no, no,
1: don't eat it. Don't eat it. Like, no,
2: no, you can just throw that in the trash. I was like, I love that girl so much. That <laughs> she brought it all the way up there, even though it was a complete failure. <laughs> like, I just want you to know that I tried doing this nice thing for mm-hmm. you because I'm so worried about you
0: she never even said what it was she just said i made this for you and it looked like a lump of weird things she never (laughs) said what it was
1: but she i feel bad because she didn't want to like talk about hawkins around brett because obviously brett and casey are broken up Mm -hmm. so she doesn't want to talk about hawkins around her even though i really don't think sylvie would mind at all i mean sylvie is the one who ended it Mm -hmm. even though i mean I feel like when Casey left, that, that was pretty much ending it yeah. right then and there. I think they held on too long as is with right. a brand new relationship trying to do long distance permanently. Mm-hmm. No, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. Not going to.
2: That wasn't going to work for us. I mean, they're a fictional character, so they would have figured it out, but it wasn't going to work for us.
1: Mm-hmm. No.
0: And I feel like Dick Wolf likes to plant this seed of romance between two people and then make you wait for it, and make you want it, and then gives mm-hmm. it to you to rip it away. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> very, that's very the that's the reason he gives us relationships, <laughs> so he can rip them away. So I him and Shonda
1: Rhimes, she get yeah. together.
2: Then eventually, I, I guess just to show, um, in order to show Violet, hey, I'm okay, this is fine. She sets up a lunch with Hawkins, and I'm like, oh, that well, was this so sweet, sweet and nice and lovely that you know they can i mean it's just so nice to see that they can you know do things like have lunch in the middle of the day with each other and it's not weird
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and it shows not only that is sylvia okay with it but that sylvia was still listening to violet that violet can continue to talk to sylvia because sylvia heard her say in the beginning of the episode he's just traveling so much he can't stop he's you know all these things so sylvia listened to that and gave Mm -hmm. her something that pertain right to it. So she's telling Violet many different things to that. And I did like the conversation just before that. It was after Violet gave her the pile of weird things when they're sitting (laughs) in the ambulance and she's talking about the strength that this job gives you. And I thought that was a really, really good, not only a good moment for Sylvie, but also a good moment for Sylvie as Violet's mentor. Also, I mean, we should have seen things coming from that conversation because Violet's obviously going to need to use that exact conversation in the coming weeks. But I thought that was a really good moment. I'm glad they put that moment in there where Sylvie, she's not happily talking about it. She's not being like, oh, this job is so fantastic and amazing. I'm sure she gets rewarded from it, but she was Mm -hmm. very seriously and honestly talking about the strength that this job, you're forced to take from this job.
1: Yeah. Which is a very real thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkins tries to set her up.
1: Oh!
2: Oh! Oh! Yeah, that I'd almost forgotten about that. That was, that was so sweet,
1: though. That was really sweet. Mm-hmm. They just made us fall in love with Hawkins this episode. Why? That was really, really
2: rude. I'm
1: so telling you, man, this is his mo. Rude.
2: It was cruel, and I did How not
1: appreciate it. <laughs> this episode sucked, man. <laughs>
2: they were doing so great Mm -hmm. and we were falling in love with them and jeanette needs to stop saying things because she even (laughs) said last week that they're just so cute and (laughs) nothing better happened to them and now (laughs) what we did
1: thank you jeanette
0: the Hakami name was just taken off and everything seemed great in there and i just I feel like he gave us hints throughout this episode that it was coming, but I was completely unprepared for it. I did not. Ex- I honestly, I thought it was going to be Carver because he first in, first out, right? Or first yeah. in, whatever. I, I mean, was
2: hoping it would be Carver, but then at the same time, I was like, it can't be because we don't care enough about him for it to make difference. enough of an impact.
0: Well, see, I was hoping it was him because I thought Dick Wolf would have a bit of a heart and people didn't he did not sorry (laughs) nope (laughs) he just tore out everything like I was my kid when I actually went through and watched it because I was telling the same before the podcast that I accidentally turned on the last five minutes and uh, I had to look down so I assumed who it was based off of a reaction I saw from Violet but I wasn't I didn't see it and so when I watched with my kids my four-year-old was going they're feeding off of my reaction I go oh no oh no, oh no. <laughs> my four-year-old immediately covered her eyes and was like, he's gonna die. <laughs> my eight-year-old is sitting acting going, like, he died. You don't even know who this character is.
2: They're so, they, like, they were so distraught over him dying.
0: They don't even know who he yeah. is. They were feeding off of my energy 100% because I started crying. And then they were like, they immediately lost it. So it just, and I asked Jeanette, I said, is there anything that you would like me to say on your behalf for Hawkins? Because Jeanette is devastated. (laughs) She's like, I'm sad, but- This was a DeLuca moment for Yes, (laughs) and like, I'm sad Hawkins died. I I hate that they killed him off. I loved his character. I was just getting into what him and Violet were. And I really thought he was an asset. I truly thought he was an asset to the show. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed seeing him and Violet together. I, I enjoyed that relationship and I enjoyed what they brought. And, but I- I will eventually get over it like next week maybe but she said that i'm destroyed by this storyline He will now be the reference for show deaths like deluca was <laughs> if you've watched our podcast enough you know that when a character dies off it's but was it deluca level death from *Grey's anatomy no more now it's hawkins that's what it's changed to and i mean honestly the fact that everything was great in hawk land should have been a tip-off although yeah. i don't i don't think that they'll do anything to severide and stella because I think people would hunt him down. I don't Ooh. I don't think they would. <laughs> I mean Stella is most of the well, I don't is she most of the fandom's favorite? I don't think so.
1: No, I think I Kelly think, is. I don't I know think Kelly so,
2: is. I don't think Stella's a favorite at all. I know in one of the I know in a lot of other Chicago groups, like they're always hating on her. So
1: And it probably has more to do with Kelly than it does with her. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge Stella fan, but I, I know love Stella. Of, I know I'm like I know not everybody is. And that's why so. I think
0: that's why I just kind of assumed she was a favorite because I love her and I know that you love her. So I'm like, oh, everybody does then, right? Because. Yeah.
1: no, She taste. gets a lot of hate.
0: We're so, the um, whole phantom. So obviously everyone loves right. her. <laughs> so I don't think they'll do anything to that relationship other than maybe break them up, but I don't think they will kill either one of them off. Um Maybe at the end of the show, if anything, not a suggestion, by the way, just saying, I don't think it's smart to do it, but. With any other character, nobody, nobody on this show has gotten a happily ever after, except for Herman and Kelly. That's it. And Herman already had his happily ever after before he came on, before we started watching the show. So, that's true. Mouch Mouch and Herman. Yeah.
1: And Kelly. Mouch and Herman. Mouch, but think, Herman, Kelly, and Bowden. I think the, the reason why we
0: can't get the unhappily ever after with those three is because Trudy's not often on the show, Cindy's not often on the show, and- what is her? Is it Dana? Diana? What is her name on um, um, the show? Um, um, I keep
2: wanting to call her Melissa because I know that's, that's I, what I know I know well, I want to call I to call her to
1: call her Melissa. Um, not Diana. Um, Donna. 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 That's okay. yes. I D.
0: Those three are not often on the show.
1: Yeah, but, I think um, that does help
0: a lot. With any I characters who are Donna. regularly on the show, very rarely do we get a he- in H E A. But I think. It was interesting with Hawkins too that he showed up on the scene. He wasn't called, but he just showed up on the scene to take over triage. Was mm-hmm. that just because he was in town? I well, think like, Why so. did he show up?
2: I I guess he was just in
1: town and he'd heard that there was they needed. They probably needed he, help. I mean, the okay. fire department was doing triage for yeah, Bolton was medical. They,
2: we're, yeah, they were doing big time triage. So he may have just been um notified or at least somehow found out about that and just hightailed it over there but as soon as he showed up I was like oh nope Mm -hmm. see I didn't turn around and
0: everybody said that they 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 had this like feeling when he showed up I was like oh but here's the reason I did because (laughs) they're watching all happy (laughs) the reason I thought that is because we were told we are going to lose someone so we all know we were losing somebody and we already thought it was Gallo early in the episode because the stuff came down on him, right? So we're like, oh no. And like I had a moment of like sheer panic when I when it came down on Gallo and they couldn't find him. And then Carver walked out of there and where's Gallo and Stella? And I thought I thought for sure it was Gallo. And then Gallo and Stella walk out. And then everything was fine. Everything was all clear. And then Hawkins showed up. oh. And that was that was wise because we were already taunted with the fact that could it be this? And then it wasn't.
1: Yeah. I was completely in the dark about this. The only, the only time that it finally dawned on me that something was about to happen was when he was actually under that ledge trying mm-hmm. to help that guy out, and I'm going, "Why don't you just grab him and go? What are That's you?" That's what doing? I was sitting <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> Like, okay. sir, I think it's time to leave. Let's go. Yes. I'll carry you if I have to.
0: <laughs> and maybe it's because he's not a firefighter. He's a paramedic, which A, he shouldn't have been under there to get the person. No. A firefighter should have gotten him. And that was, and I think, and it was even weird when Violet's like, uh, hey, Bowden, he's got somebody over there. Like, puts emergency in it, Violet. He's not yeah. a firefighter. He I shouldn't sh- be under there.
2: You know, I feel like at that point, it. I I wonder if they were trying to, help us imagine that for violet it was like happening in slow motion maybe that's a is good point. why yeah which is why she's just looking all unconcerned like hey Bowden, i think he needs help and it all comes down on him mm-hmm. and she's yeah. still standing there like shell shocked yeah at
0: first. oh my gosh but
2: you know i wonder if they're tr- if things were basically moving in slow motion for her and that's why she wasn't like oh point. my god get out from under there Bowden, go help him
1: yeah Mm -hmm. the whole thing was just confusing because also i have been very busy this week and i have not been very involved in the chats or in chicagoland and i didn't really realize somebody was gonna die i i I heard like somebody might die but that was and i only heard it like one time so while amanda was over here watching this (laughs) I thought they were going to get him out with like zero issues and he was going to be fine. That old man was fine. And then he comes out with his eyes open, by the way. No, mm. no, Very,
2: very bad storytelling choice.
0: And nobody closed his eyes. Wait, wait. Maybe it's because they were hoping that there was still a chance he could be saved. So they didn't want to. No, close his eyes. Close his <laughs> eyes. My gosh.
1: Remember all all, of it. It was freaking
0: It it was it it, for me, it made it more sad.
1: It it disturbed me a little bit more.
2: (laughs) I think (laughs) the part that made me more more sad than you know the fact that, you know, he died, it was Violet's reaction. Oh oh my gosh, I think that killed it. Yeah, Violet's reaction, I think, is what really killed me.
1: Mm. (laughs) My gosh, she she needs an award for that one scene because she played that so well Mm -hmm. so awesome she was completely believable I was totally immersed into the story while it was happening like I I think a tornado could have gone by my house and Mm -hmm. I would just still been sitting there staring at the screen but she was captivating
2: and she was like kicking and screaming Uh, like Bowdoin was holding her back and like her entire body was like in the air
1: yeah I mean her sitting there trying to do cpr i just kept going okay maybe okay maybe (laughs) it's
2: like okay keep
1: going and then after a while i'm like somebody
0: needs to yank her off of him because this this, yeah
1: yeah i think
0: i honestly i think that's why they left his eyes open because with his eyes closed there might still be a chance that he could be saved but you're looking at him staring blankly up at nothing yeah he's he's
1: dead like they there was no shadow of a doubt that he was dead no i think and, he died instantly mm-hmm. i don't think he
0: i think he because he's a paramedic
1: and he's trained for this i think the reason the old man was fine is because, because he probably he, threw himself yep. over exactly i think that's exactly what happened is he protected that man and let himself take the complete hit of the building falling on top of him? and honestly, i don't think i don't know that it was the right choice to kill him off i, I don't either that i don't either i'm really disappointed in this decision Mm -hmm. very disappointed when you did wolf i mean here's the thing am i as upset
0: as when al died on pd no no i I mean that oh my gosh
1: that wrecked me for like a month i still to this day have not watched it (sighs) Mm -mm. what you haven't seen it no i fast forward every time i've seen it i've seen it happen in fast forward that's no it is not it is saving my heart. I, I like when I think about it,
0: my heart like speeds up. I can't that I'm not kidding. Like my husband came in. It was like Deluca that's Deluca level for me, was Al. But so I was destroyed over that. I was yeah. a, a, am I as destroyed over as I was over Otis? Probably not. But the only reason is because we got more of Otis and we got more of Al. Hawkins is still a relatively new character, so I wasn't as attached to him as I was to these other ones. However, hawkins brought a level to this show that i think the show needed i think Mm -hmm. that we needed to have another this other relationship that really it was it was what kept the show entertaining it was what kept it good it was watching this the show is so heavy watching that joy that those two had was so good and it was rewarding and i think that hawkins really did a great job I, i need to learn what his real name is because i think he's hilarious on like his instagram and stuff He is a human being, it's hilarious. Although I will say that he pointed out the day of this episode, he posted a bunch of pictures on his Instagram with him and Hanako. He's like, hey, date night. Like, Jimmy Nicholas, by the way. Jimmy Nichols, yeah. Like, dude, that was mean. (laughs) It was. It was so mean that you did that. I saw that too. (laughs) But I think it was really, I, I don't think it was a smart choice to kill him off. Not only because it made me sad, I mean, if you wanted a reaction, yes, wise choice. But for overall as a show decision, I think that was a wrong choice. I don't think they should have killed him all.
1: No. Do we know if it was his decision or the show's decision? I don't. I haven't read anything otherwise. I don't I don't know. It sometimes makes me feel better when I know like the actor needs to leave for yeah. something and they want off. Mm-hmm. It, like makes it better in my opinion than when yeah. they're like, you're dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. The reason
2: that I'm thinking that it was more of you know Dick Wolf. just for a storyline because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they killed him off just for a storyline, and the reason I, think, so I think that is because the character he was already going off to some other district, yeah. They didn't need to kill him off in order to let the actor go off and do other yep, things. That's true, that's true. Yeah, that's hey, true.
0: Wolf. Why, man? Why? Yeah, <laughs> stop why are you doing this? I think that in his shows, and you look at SVU all those years he's surprised actually he doesn't kill many people off in the law and order world does he
1: no that's because he he gets to kill people every in every show good point that's true (laughs) dick wolfman you need to see a therapist (laughs) this this is a problem don't go to the same one as a shonda rhimes please (laughs) because obviously it's not working (laughs) no but i think that he he's done this in the chicago world he has killed good
0: characters off for storyline dramatic effect and i think that in this instance it was a detriment mm-hmm. i think he played this one wrong i, and did I don't too.
1: i wish i mean now we have violet and brett going through <sighs> these horrible relationship <laughs> endings these paramedics need to be able to save people how are they going to be able to
0: do that it's well, almost
2: like they were like, well, you know, we finally got Brett to an okay place. So let's go ahead and, you know, completely destroy Violet. That
1: seems like a great storyline. And then what's going to happen with her the next couple of weeks? I don't know. Next like week looks pretty freaking heavy as well. It does. Super heavy. So I don't know what they're doing to us. They like started this season off with a bang. hmm But we see next week like Bowden's trying to like save this child in sand i don't even know where they are at this point like what what does what the sand come from in the middle of chicago first of all maybe I, I like a, maybe a company maybe like a construction site yeah i don't, I don't know where they are but they're somewhere mm-hmm. with a bunch of sand or dirt or something and this eight-year-old is like it collapsed over him and bowden is like hand burying this child out of here it just it already it feels like it's like everybody in the episode is already wrecked over Hawkins, and then they're having to deal with this. Nobody's in their right mind mm-hmm. because they just had a huge loss, and we need a we need a couple of uh, good Happy weeks moments. to come up soon after this.
0: <laughs> you can't just go right from a, a horrible, horrible wrecking, soul crushing death into hey, let's pass some more on there. No, give us a break. And that's how we knew how we knew that we were going to lose someone last week. Was that mm-hmm. what, and the pre, cause we're so used to just watching the video. I didn't catch it until they said it in our, when we did our last Chicago podcast, they're like, oh, did you catch what it said? No, because the words popped up and it said they are going to lose one. That's how we knew. This week it said they've lost too many, not one more. And then you see Bowden like frantically digging, like that better not be like a
1: trick phrase.
0: <sighs> or no, gonna lose I, I think word. they'll
1: find them. I think maybe this episode we won't lose anybody. Please listen to my words. You're <laughs> <laughs> not going to lose anybody next week. You're just going to come close to it. Oh, it sucks. Okay.
0: All right. So next week is going to be crazy intense with fire, but I hope that it gives us some sort of mental, emotional stability. Maybe give us some cozy stellaride ride moments where they're just hugging each other in comfort or something that can ease our minds a little bit. Yes. Um, and now we are going to say goodbye to Amanda as we jump into a hard PD episode.
2: Bye guys.
0: Lucky. Bye. <laughs> so we are, we are going to jump from one hard episode into another hard episode. I don't think this was as hard for me as fire was, but it was still not pleasant. I,
2: it was very hard for me going in just because I didn't know what to expect. hmm <laughs> I mean, we knew going in, it was going to be Jay's last episode. Yeah. And there was that very ominous, one bad act doesn't do a bad person or something like that. And it was just very ominous. And I didn't know how they were going to write Jay off. So I was definitely very anxious throughout the entire
0: episode. Mm -hmm. I was just like kind of waiting the whole time. Like every time something happened, like, is that it? Is that going to be it? After being destroyed by fire,
2: I was like, okay, the other (laughs) shoe's gonna drop at some point. What's she gonna do now?
0: (laughs) You're already emotionally
2: spent. Just bring it on. (laughs) Like, you can't break my heart any more than you already
0: did. So bring it on. (laughs) Did you watch them back to back? Like, did you watch Fire and then dig right into PD after? I don't know if you watched it. No. See, I watch, usually
2: I just watch them straight in order. So, like, Med Fire pd i was like i had to know what happened on fire because i knew spoilers were going to come out Mm -hmm. so i watched fire first and then i dove straight into med oh okay and then i just saved pd for like the next day so (laughs) that's smart (laughs) that's good thinking so i i I guess i'm kind of glad that i watched fire first and kind of gave myself that time to come off it but i'm i that Didn't help much because I'm still very, very sad, but luckily PD did not make me any, you know, not terribly sad. Yeah, it wasn't
0: devastating.
2: It was still sad, but it wasn't as devastating as I thought.
0: Yeah. And I think I, because I watched, like I said, I turned in the last five minutes of fire and then muted it and stared down at my lap for like the last five minutes. So I watched PD first and then a couple days later I watched fire and I think I got a little from PD. I was like, oh, okay. That wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. And then I got into fire. I was like, this isn't going to be bad. Who we're going to lose is not going to be a big deal. And then it was what it was. And so I'm like, oh, glad it wasn't won.
2: so bad. And then Dick Wolf kind of smacked you over the head with fire. <laughs> so we jumped right. I
0: mean, obviously this episode is rightly so j focused because it's his last episode. So, I mean, that's, it makes sense. And we do jump into his first case pretty quickly on this one.
2: Yeah. So we're introduced to, from the get-go, we're introduced to Lenny through the, these, um, the string of, um, pharmacy robberies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, um, medicine. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pseudo, pseudo I guess. Yeah. Is what they're after. And I said, oh, okay, well, and I don't know about you, but every single like detail that popped up, I'm like, oh, okay, so how is this going to lead to Jay Lee? Yep. Everyone. Going- every single thing. And I'm sitting there like, okay, well, it could go this way. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It had me on edge the entire episode. Yep.
0: I mean, I was certain they were going to kill him off because I, for me, I did not know how they were going to break up Haley and Jay and without killing him off. <laughs> Because those two love each other. They just got married. How are you going to do that? So that's the whole time. Every I mean, I knew they weren't going to do it at the beginning. But I thought Lenny was going to be the one to kill him when we first met Lenny. Like, mm, he might be military, but is he going to snap and like shoot Jay later? I don't
2: know. I didn't fully trust Lenny from the beginning just because I was like, oh, I really like him. But then at the same time, I was like, this guy is too good to be true because, you yeah. know, he was. Um, so he jumped in front of a bullet for this other, for this pregnant woman. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he's basically helping with this investigation and his, you know, he has this lovely family and, you know, he's supported by, you know, all his army buddies. I was like, this is too good to be true. Something is up with this guy. And it turned out something was up with him.
0: And we have experience with Dick Wolf, knowing that when something seems really good, you're going to get nailed over the head really, really hard. You're going to get hit with a bike every single time, every time. But I did, I felt for him though, because that is, I'm kind of, I wish they would have maybe focused on a little bit more. I'm glad they brought it back at the end and we aren't going to talk about that yet. We're saving the worst part of this for the last, but the, uh, that happens to a lot of military men who come over from overseas and have PTSD and have these things that a aren't taken seriously enough and b. (laughs) there isn't enough help for them. So this, his army buddy said he couldn't hold down a job. He was just trying to make a living to support. He's got a kid. He's got a wife. He's got these bills, their water was shut off that he felt he didn't have another choice. He didn't want to do this, but he couldn't. It's almost like we make it harder for people who come back after serving the military. We make it harder for them to live the right way.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other soapbox we
0: could go off on, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad that they put that in there because I, I like that. That kind of filters through the whole show of one bad. Jay said that one bad act does not make you a bad person. And this guy was just coming from a place of desperation and a need to get by. He wasn't doing it because he was a terrible person. And in fact, he fought back when they killed the pharmacies, the pharmacist.
2: Yeah, because he even said that that was not, because mm-hmm. all he signed up for was to help. He, he was a lookout, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. that's what he
0: agreed to. Mm-hmm. And they which, weren't supposed to kill anybody.
2: Which, you know, still illegal. Yeah. But not as bad as, you know, what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Because everything that happened after that with, you know, the pharmacist getting shot and hmm you know, that whole scenario, that's not definitely not what he signed up for. Yeah. So definitely not a bad guy, but you know, found himself but, in tough times.
0: Yeah. And I like that when they show the video, the, the, not video, the, um, what is a video, but what is it called? The, the security? Yes. Oh my gosh. The security footage.
2: <laughs> when Cancer he shot
0: <laughs> yes, that's good. Exactly when they <laughs> shot him like, Oh, they caught him. He caught them completely by surprise that shows that he is not a bad man. He, yes, this, I don't think he thought it through. I don't think he's like, okay, the pseudofedrine is for meth. This math is going to kill people. He didn't think that far ahead. He just thought, okay, no one is going to get harmed if I do this and I can make enough money to pay my bills for this month. And I don't ever have to do it again. Kind of thing. But the moment he saw how truly horrible this was, he did try to fight back. And I think that's why he jumped in front of that pregnant woman is because a, I I think he felt responsible and I because he was the reason they were shooting back at him and he wasn't going to let anyone else die other than himself
2: yeah because he was obviously truly a good person Mm -hmm. who messed up yeah very messed up very desperate and as soon as he saw you know what actually transpired I think he was just trying to do as much
0: damage control as he possibly could Mm -hmm. yeah and Jay understands that mindset because he was a soldier. So he was the perfect person to find out that this was what was happening.
2: But, you know, with Jay, I don't, it was never said if Jay told Voight and Haley about the location of the meth lab, unless, mm-hmm. unless I missed that. That's I didn't see either. With, with PD, that's always entirely possible because it's hard for me to follow some. <laughs> but at one point, we just see Jay sneak in, which I'm like, mm-hmm. did I miss something? And then they're there shortly after he snuck in. So mm-hmm. I felt like I missed a big plot line yeah. where Jay found. Uh, I don't know. Did did I miss anything? Or was no. it kind of just like behind
0: the scenes that it must have been because all- I was watching it live, and so was Jeanette. And I actually texted. I was like um did I miss something did they tell Voight did he tell Voight Haley where he was and Jeanette was like no they didn't say that he said anything one way or the other so they must have been following him because he was acting a little off the rails
2: they had to have been because I mean Haley had to know that this um whole thing with Lenny was going to take a toll on him yeah being an army vet and everything Mm -hmm. so I think the fact that they were following him probably is a safe bet
0: Yeah, because he had said that they were going to find a way to do this without getting all that information. So I think she kind of thought, "Okay, you are not you right now. You are acting insane. So you are clearly going to do this in some wrong way. So I need to protect you. And I think that Voight felt the same loyalty to Jay. I mean, he's been with Jay from the beginning. So he did feel that loyalty. And I think that they were probably following him that way. So that was confusing me. But he did find the meth lab by going on to getting Lenny's wife to give him access to his laptop and his phone and what was crazy to me is he was doing that right in front of his army buddy like they were both sitting on the porch together doing separate things but Jay's like looking out his computer and his phone right in front of his army buddy getting that information. I
2: was so surprised that his wife so willingly gave up Mm -hmm. you know his laptop and everything because I mean I know you know Jake is a charming guy like he's someone that he he does he is someone who's very easy to trust but Mm -hmm. still I was like this woman doesn't know from Jay yeah at all so I was surprised that she was just like okay I trust Mm -hmm. you here's
0: everything you want (laughs) here's everything to incriminate my husband to make sure I don't get a pension (laughs) but she did ask him she did have the foreknowledge to ask him are you supposed to do this and Jay just stared at her (laughs) So I guess I know. knowing that he could get equal amounts of trouble as she could made her trust him a little better. I don't know. That was weird.
2: But then, you know, also as desperate as Lenny was at this point, his wife was also pretty desperate. Mm-hmm. So for sure, I think she would have believed anyone who was trying to convince her that they were trying to help her. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cause she had a child to protect and no means to do it. So I guess. Exactly. And I mean, you see Jay going there alone and that's, first of all, you work in intelligence. Going That's into a very, meth lab, right? Not very intelligent. <laughs> You're going into a huge meth lab where there's really dangerous drug dealers by yourself dressed up in a black hoodie. So you look like a hook. I mean, he would have killed you if you, you look like a cop, but you just look like your basic average Joe. And it only
2: just added to my anxiety of okay, this is how it goes down. This is how, mm-hmm. you know. We say goodbye to Jay. For sure. He was an idiot and <laughs> snuck
0: into a meth lab all by himself. And then when they pulled up, when the dealer and his person pulled up, like, okay, this, this is how he dies. This is what's going to happen. This bad dude is going to kill him. They've been killing people for less. Jay's going to die right here. And then Haley goes uh, in. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Haley's going to die too. Fantastic. I have to,
2: I'm going to have to go and rewatch this episode because I don't think I was able to focus because of the fact that I'm just like, oh, this is how he dies. Okay, oh, he's gonna die here. This is how he dies, to the point where I was like, I don't even know what's happening. I'm just so paranoid that he's gonna die every second of the show. And especially now that you know he doesn't die, he survives. Now you can calmly watch it. Now I can watch it and be like, okay, well, this isn't as bad as you know, I seem to think it was several days ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like, I like how Boyd distracts the driver. He goes up and asks for a restaurant and he just pulls out a gun and puts it right against his cheek. I love Boyd. Like, I just, I love that man. I think he's so. He's just,
2: I mean, he's so cool and calm and collected and at the same time,
0: not. Yeah. It's amazing that a person could have the capacity to go from totally normal and chill to I'm going to blow your head off without question. And like, like can you help me find this restaurant? I'm meeting a buddy of mine. I'm going to blow your head off. Like, well, that's how? really hard to pull off how Good do you make point? that switch and here's here's the thing that drives me nuts okay and this is a pd specific thing so jay's trying to fight fair he wasn't i mean yes he found this method he's a cop he's doing what he should do he wasn't trying to kill that guy he was fighting fair the guy was strangling him jay could not breathe He had to get him off of him somehow. His gun wasn't there anymore. He couldn't threaten the guy with a gun. He had no weapon on him aside from a knife. And the guy's not going to stop for a knife if he shows it to him because the guy's going to think, oh, what damage are you going to do with that? So he's not going to stop. Jay had to do something. I mean, Mm -hmm. did he go a little crazy with the knife? Yeah, he he went a little gung-ho there for a minute. But Haley and Voight jumped right to, we got to come up with a story. Let's make up a lie. Why can't it ever be self-defense with you people? Yeah, that's what I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like,
2: are we serious? We just, you know, figured out, we, we, you know, you guys just recovered from the last time you had to make up a whole story off of something that easily could have been explained by Mm self-defense. And they're sitting there like it's perfectly normal. And Boyd's like, yeah, yeah, that's really good. I'm like, no, (laughs) it's really bad. And luckily, Jay was just like, no, Mm -hmm. stop. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) I mean, you weren't terribly intelligent, you know, a little while ago when you snuck into the meth lab by yourself. But thanks for speaking up now because I was not about to watch another storyline go down where they're having to lie and have cover stories. I don't know. I don't understand it. I didn't understand it the first time they did it
0: with the cover up for Haley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Police, I get it's a different climate for police officers now. I understand that. I, I I get that. But this was a well-known violent criminal who had already killed several other innocent people. I mean, that one cop at that second robbery said, this guy must have just gotten in his way. He's killed people for less. You know that this is true about this guy. Why does it have to be a made up story about what happened? like, Why? Just it's You could tell the truth. He was choking me. I felt my life was in danger. I could not breathe. I did not think I would survive unless I acted. And so I acted.
2: Now, granted, he could have gone through a a whole period where he was being investigated. And Mm -hmm. maybe he was put on leave for a little bit while they investigated everything. But he eventually would have just, I mean,
0: he, he would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we kind of see in this episode that upset is unraveling, and that, that's I think that just kind of bleeds into this because Haley had that talk with him right outside the hospital. You're not you, and we're not us, and this is not working. This is not right. And I think because you watch him staring over that body as they're Haley and Void are discussing his fate and the story that he's going to have to lie with, Jay couldn't pull himself out of that moment. He could not stop looking at that person, and I think that was what he he heard really what Haley had said that you're not you, and I think. It kind of, it bled into it in that he heard, you're not you. And then he just saw this man that he murdered and thought, you're right. I'm not me. This is, this is all wrong. Something is wrong here. And so it just, it was sad to watch that unravel. We've been watching them unravel for weeks and we've said, Jay, they changed who Jay is. And we didn't like that. I really didn't. I, I think it was a disservice to his character. I think it's a disservice of how steady he has been these last 10 years. So, you see that unraveling the first few minutes. You see the conversation with them. You see him fight over, no, we're not gonna get a warrant. No, we're not gonna do this the right way. And on top of that, he kills someone. So he spends the whole episode walking away from Haley, essentially, even in this moment. And when he goes to that, what was his role? The guy he went to, it was, was it chief of police that he, no, it wasn't chief of police. Who was the guy he went to? I thought it may have been the chief of police at first,
2: but I don't think he had anything to do with, I don't think he was a part of the police department.
0: Well, he had to have been because he turned in his badge to him.
2: I don't know. It wasn't the, it it wasn't the chief of police Mm -hmm. because we met him in the first episode. Yeah. That's not the same guy. I'm not sure who that was. Someone, I don't know, someone high up in the yeah, police
0: department, I guess. Maybe the commissioner. Maybe it was the commissioner or something like that. Something. But when Jay goes to talk to him, that's when we hear, well, actually what he said to Haley was about Lenny, one bad act is making a bad person. But with this guy, he was going to tell him the truth. The only reason he didn't tell him the truth about who he was, what he did, was because that man said they, how they were rewarding Lenny's family. And then Jay realized, I can't, I can't give them any reason to look into me now because if I do that then they're gonna have a reason to look into Lenny because I handled this case. And if they find out I lied, they're gonna think I lied about this other thing, which I mean, he did. So he had a legitimate reason to be concerned. And I think that's what pushed his decision over the edge to take this job, to realist in this way. Because well, mm-hmm. if, if this is what it is then I have to maintain this secret, I have to maintain this lie, I can't get away from it. So I need to go, I need to walk away.
2: And I think it may have also been his way of trying to get back to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. Like I gotta make, you know, I gotta, you know, make a course correction here and just, you know, go back.
0: Mm-hmm. And I have but, to mention it because she'll kill me if I don't. Jeanette is the one who called him realisting. and I said, "No, I don't think he'll do that." But I, I figured that maybe he would
2: take a different i th- I thought that maybe he would take a different job in the department and then we just you know somewhere and then he would just be off camera and we just wouldn't be seeing him mm-hmm. i didn't think he was going to re-enlist i thought that would have i was like he's not gonna re-enlist that's too much but
0: and that was right. And he didn't re enlist exactly because it's not like he was going to active military. Um, duty. He was doing something else. He was going, it was six months, he said, where he would be going to search for it was like
2: a, something about like a cartel. And, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some, something like that.
0: He was going to make it right by searching down and seeking all these people who are putting these terrible drugs on the street that are killing people. So, and he's doing that as part of a covert operation. Um, so maybe he is going to get killed off eventually (laughs) maybe he's going to get get a letter be like he died in the line of duty okay but he
2: didn't get killed off today so that's what I'm going with
0: (laughs) I was so set on the fact that he was going to be killed off because I I honestly did not see how they were going to break that up and even I mean we talk about Hanako killing that scene in fire Haley I cannot remember her real name it's Greek I know Spiridaco is is, is um, Kim, or no? Spiritakos is Haley, isn't it?
2: No, that that, that that's her. Yeah.
0: Okay. Tracy
2: Spiridaco. I wanted to call her Tanya. And then <laughs> right. Marina. Uh, Marina is Marina. The one yeah. who plays Kim, but then I can't even. I'm not even going to try pronouncing her
0: last name. The Corsi.
2: Where- Scorciati. Scorciati Scorciati, I bet
0: is what it is. Scorsiati. Marina Scorciati, And then it's Spiridakos. Tracy Spiridakos. She killed that scene with Jay at the end. Like I got emo- him. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry like I did when Hawkins died for obvious reasons because Jay didn't die. But I got emotional when Haley was playing out that scene, when Tracy was doing that scene, because you could feel her goodbye in that scene. You could, it like mm-hmm. flowed off the screen, her saying goodbye. and It was like all of her emotions were saying goodbye to Jesse Lee Sofer. And so it was just, it was very, it was a very real moment. And I think that she did, I think she did a really, really good job there. And so we see that Jay didn't die. He's going off somewhere else to do something for the military, but he says, I will be back and then we'll be good. And I'm just wondering if that's, that's the other reason I thought they're going to kill him off because Jesse Lee Sofer by all of his Twitter, like when he posted on Twitter, it didn't sound like he had any plans to come back. So that's the other reason I thought they're going to kill him off is because if he's in order for us to have no hope of him coming back, you're going to have to kill him. Because otherwise there's always a hope that he's going to come back, especially if he said that to Haley. So maybe he does plan on coming back or maybe they're going to kill him overseas. I don't know. Maybe they just want to keep their options open. Yeah. because Especially if it wasn't Dick Wolf's idea. If it was Jesse Lee Silver's, they probably want to keep that open. So in case, you know, we'd like to have you back, you're an OG. So maybe. Was it his choice to duck I, out? Or- I thought so, but I'm not, I I have nothing to go on other than just what he was just how he was saying goodbye over Twitter. Whatever
2: it is, we're going to miss Jesse Lee Sofer. Yes.
0: I I do I I did when we were in Chicago, he was directing the episode that we were there for. Oh. So cool. he's Jesse Lee Sofer is still working with PD. He's just working behind the camera now. I don't okay, know how so- often, but the episode he I believe he was directing it. The episode he was directing is gonna come out in about two weeks.
2: Oh, okay. So jay is gone Mm -hmm. but Jesse lee sofer is still very much around so don't worry everyone
0: one of the girls we met her name is grace so shout out to grace if you're watching this she follows us on twitter but um she had told us that when she showed up to the filming for pd that day that Jesse lee sofer and jason Beghe were like they were hugging it out and they were having a moment she's like yeah i didn't want to interrupt that moment because it seemed really emotional so i don't know what that was about but he was he was there directing so I'm glad he's still a part of it. Maybe, maybe that's the other reason they didn't come off is because he's not actually leaving the Chicago universe. He's just leaving in front of the screen. Maybe. But I mean, next week we are getting kind of moving into Jay's protege, heavy on that. Yeah, well,
2: Torres mm-hmm. the name. I love him I so too. far. I uh, he's getting a lot of. I I don't want to say hate, but in a few other Chicago groups it sounds like they're not people aren't quite warmed up to him yet and I think it's because they're viewing him as a replacement for yeah. Jay and I'm like no 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 there's no replacing Jay nobody's doing that yeah but I do like Taurus. I didn't like him at first because remember when we first we met him he, bad. He, was the, the, he was like the ride-along guy and mm-hmm. he was just not having like he was just not having it with the whole conversation yeah. Jay was trying to have with him I'm like what yeah. is
0: that guy but I like him I do too he was he's a bit stiff but I think that that'll come with being on the show and finding really who his character is I think he needs to spend more time in his character and he'll be less stiff in his persona yeah
2: and I think his at least the the character I feel like the character's whole demeanor is really going to be helpful Mm because I can see him a lot of um, a lot of undercover work because he does have you know that look about him where he could get away with you know playing off as like a drug dealer or something like that so I think he'll bring a lot to the team once he gets more comfortable
0: I agree and we get to see a little bit of that did you watch the preview for next week or do you remember it You see him talking with someone from his past, it looks like, because the guy says, oh, I know a lot of stories about you, but Taurus told Jay, I used to be in that life. I am no longer in that life. So it looks like he's going to, Taurus is going to have a lot of decisions to make in terms of, you know, am I going full force with intelligence or am I going to need to back off to protect myself? So we're going to kind of see that struggle. I think they're going to go seriously, Dick Wolf, if you introduce this character to us and you take him away, I'm going to be so mad. So I think he's going to go forward with intelligence. He's going to make the right decision. You see him physically struggling with his decision in the preview and it's funny because like people were saying on twitter (laughs) over the last couple days someone please give him something other than a white (laughs) t-shirt and so we only see him in a white t-shirt the preview that and there's a scene where he has no shirt and he's struggling with himself so it's like still i think white t-shirt just might be his uniform (laughs) That's, we're get. Maybe, maybe that's his thing <laughs> yeah although someone was like they showed an instagram picture i'm like here here he is on his instagram page with a lime green shirt does that help like, no because that's not torres
2: <laughs>
0: so Taurus i think
2: would be wearing a white shirt that's how
0: it goes. <laughs> <who knows. laughs> exactly so i think we're gonna get a lot of backstory on him and i think that's necessary for us to feel comfortable with him because you're right right now people are looking at him as a replacement and he's not he can't be so I think that having that backstory is a really smart way to lead off of Jay and getting us oriented to this new intelligence member. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, actually, soon we got, and I like him. I think he's a good character, so. Yeah. Well, that's it for our Chicago discussion. We've talked about Med, We talked about FIRE. We talked about PD. We talked for about an hour and a half. So hopefully that's, you know, 30 minutes per show, roughly. But I think, I think that next week is going to be a little bit easier to get it. Would you say that for med is next week going to feel a little easier for med?
2: Actually, I think med is supposed to be a little bit more intense, but Uh med's been pretty tame. Well, med's (laughs) been pretty tame the first couple
0: episodes. So that's okay. So maybe, maybe we're going to get good more upbeat fire and PD episodes next week. And Med is going to be the one that's a little harder to take. Let's, let's, let's hope for that. So tune in next week for our Peacock discussion. Every Tuesday, we've got Peacock day coming out. we have one Chicago. Sundays are our Fox night with the resident 911 and Wednesdays are, Ooh, we're going to have a new Wednesday night for you. It's going to be ABC night where we talk station 19 and greys. That's coming out tomorrow. So watch that.
1: If you are a great station 19 person and we'll see you real soon. Bye guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, Family Fan Club 2021 at wixite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.